Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 112. The following is the recitation of Psalm 101, aka Perek or Mizmor Kuf Aleph. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 101 Le David Mizmor Chesed Umishpat Ashira Lecha Adonai Azamera Askila Bederech Tamim Matai Tavo Elai Et Halech Betam Levavi Bekerev Beti Lo Ashit Leneged Enai Devar Blial Asay Setim Saneti Lo Yidbak Bi Levav Ikesh Yasur Mimeni Ra Lo Eda Milashni Vaseter Reehu Oto Atmit Geva Enaim Urchav Levav Oto Lo Uchal Enai Beneemne Eretz Lashevet Imadi Holech Bederech Tamim Hu Yeshartani Lo Yeshev Bekerev Beti Ose Remia Dover Shkarim Lo Yikon Leneged Enai Lab Karim Atzmit Kol Rishe Aretz Lehachrit Meir Adonai Kol Poalei Aven Psalm 101 is the first psalm in the fourth book of Tehillim that has a different introduction to the others, as those were understood to be by Moshe, and this is Le David Mizmor, which Gemara Pesachim 117a explains to mean that first David received divine inspiration, and then he composed a song. The psalm is not said as a whole in our prayers, but there are psukim said in piecemeal throughout our prayers. The theme of the Mizmor is David announcing that he will sing of Hashem's justice and kindness, but then goes on to hardly mention Hashem, interestingly. Radak explains that this is David's personal outlook as king in terms of justice and righteousness, and that he himself has no particular skill set that gives him the ability to be chosen over anyone else, 
other than the fact that Hashem wants him to fulfill a role and put put him there to do that. And David is thanking Hashem for putting him in a position where he has the ability to influence people for the better. One step further would be noticing that he is technically no better than anyone else. Status shouldn't matter. A person is a person, and justice is carried out whether you are rich or poor. In fact, Shmuel Bet 8.15 describes David as a ruler who did justice and charity, and Sanhedrin 6b expounds on that, explaining that David always judged fairly, regardless of status, and if the verdict deemed that a poor person had to pay back a debt, David would charitably have one of his officers give the poor person the money to be able to afford the debt. There is a word, tamim, that is repeated a couple times in this mizmor. Tamim has a few possible meanings, innocence or simplicity or wholehearted or pure. Malbim on Tamimut explains that oftentimes we do things because we think we are going to get something out of it. Tamimut is doing things without ulterior motives. Like the person has enhanced status or you expect a return favor in the future, etc. Tamimut is also doing something with consistency. David Amelach goes on to say what I think is a really subtle but important phrase, Bekerev Beiti, which literally could mean in the battle of my house, but is understood here to mean internal struggles or when you are all alone in your house, being the litmus test of who you really are as a person when no one else is watching, as though to say, if you want to change, you don't worry about fixing other people outside. You first start fixing yourself internally. David has this beautiful goal of wanting what he projects on the outside to match what's projected on the inside. While this is meant to be a daily lesson for us to follow and learn from, how David goes on to guide us by saying he can achieve this timimus, this wholesomeness, by removing himself from evil and only associating with those that have integrity, even in his staff household, and will only surround himself with those of pure heart. The fact of the matter is, Malbim explains that King Shaul was highly influenced by slanderers, his own officers, like the ones David is trying to avoid, which caused King Shaul to hate David for no good real reason. So this makes sense that David would be sensitive to eradicate this in his household. Honestly, though, for us, and even especially for a king, this is quite the aspiration. I don't even know if it's possible to isolate oneself and safeguard from all possible negative influences. You would almost have to be a hermit, which is then antithetical to Jewish communal values, etc. So what are we really supposed to learn from this psalm? What is David telling us about his life? Ultimately, this psalm highlights for us that David was not yet any of these perfect things. Metudat David explains that David is saying here that he will pay attention to these simple people and that he is making an aspirational comment. 
that he wants to be just like them. Judaism is just that, aspirational. Before you bite my head off with that comment, what I mean is, yes, we have commandments and rituals that are incumbent upon us, but they are to help us become closer to each other and Hashem. It's possible to be a person who appears perfectly righteous and fulfills all the commandments, but they have all kinds of ulterior motives that are not in line with Torah values. Their insides do not match their external representation either. Last week, we discussed resenting doing mitzvot. I hope I didn't make it sound like, oh, if you don't feel like it, you should just not do any mitzvah. It's, it's not about the ability to pick and choose what the law says and doesn't say. That we have our rabbis as our guides and the benchmarks with the benchmarks and the goalposts, etc. However, behavior and attitude is where we can aspire. Even last week's episode, my intention was to be sure you listen to what your needs are and ensure that the mitzvot don't get overdone or you don't get overpious to where following a religion that is meant to ultimately make you better is becoming a burden or you start to do it for ulterior motives and don't feel insides matching outsides. Instead of going and trying to be everything for everyone while neglecting yourself, recognize what pulls you down and where you can create those healthy, perhaps even sometimes self-isolating barriers like Devin Amelech is demonstrating for us here. His goal is to be the best him that he can be, to be able to serve in the role God has placed him in and be the kind of person who is deserving of that role of influencing others for the better. He is figuring out what helps him to do that as much as he can, even if it means perhaps socially unacceptable boundaries. Considering the Tanakh calls him a ruler who did justice and charity for all the nation, even if he wasn't called Tamim, perfect, his aspirations definitely led him down a positive road. May we be able to come to a healthier mindset where we can align our aspirations with that which lifts us up and encourages us to be our best selves and best in relationships as well. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is in the merit that all those who don't yet know how to align their aspirations with healthy self-care goals are able to do so in good time so that they can present their best selves, always. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nurseNisa1, N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes. Please subscribe and share. Thank you for joining. Thank you.